I'm Chad Milner, and welcome to Read It Because I Wrote It, a podcast where I do just that, read my work because I wrote it. I know y'all have a million other things to do and other podcasts to listen to, so I just need 10 to 15 minutes of your time. If life allows it, once a week, I will write something new, read something old, and give some insights I've learned in hopes you see a little of yourself and myself because quite simply, everybody's got a story to tell. Merriam-Webster defined discernment as, one, the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure, two, an act of perceiving or discerning something. Google defines it as, in a Christian context, perception in the absence of judgment with the view of obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. Perhaps some of my complication with my gift of discernment is I can't think of anyone who could or would say I'm judgmental of others. But discernment is often defined as one's ability to judge. Maybe one way I can rectify what seems to be contradictory is to say, I consider myself a good judge of character, inconsistencies, patterns, etc. I also will not judge others because I am unaware of who, how, or why they are whatever way. My mother and father gave birth to twins. One is an empath and the other, me. Over the years, We've had those twin moments everyone asks us about. When we were three years old, my sister complained her throat was hurting, and after a little persistence, my mother took my sister to get checked out. Courtney was fine, but when I made a small whimper of a cough, no one took it seriously. Turned out, I was the one who had strep throat. Umpteen years later, I felt a numbness in two of my fingers at around 4.30 p.m. in Atlanta only to speak to my sister in New York the next day and be informed her same two fingers got slammed into a car door at approximately 4.30 p.m. I was in second grade when I realized I had the spiritual gift of discernment. On the playground, which was really a large concrete knoll with a park basketball hoops on each side and a faded yellow kickball diamond, of Chapel of the Redeemer Lutheran School on Union Turnpike, I said to myself, I hope Omar and Janera break up with each other. I had no idea why I said this. It was a thought that came to me out of nowhere because it needed to be said. Five minutes later, as our class walked in to eat lunch, all the commotion amongst my fellow students were Omar and Janera broke up. Once upon a time, I believed in the old tale where men who womenized have daughters. At some point in high school, when I thought such a statement was true, I had a hunch my first child would be a little girl. So as much as humanly possible, I've had more than my fair share of moments of indulgence. I have attempted to be careful and be very respectful of the women I interacted with. They're somebody's daughters. So whether it's one date or a lifetime, I try to treat women the way I want someone to treat my daughter. I remember the day Tamil left for winter break. A week into our official relationship, we sat through the Godfather trilogy in a little over a day. Moments after Michael Corleone died in his chair in Italy, I began to cry. I'm not a crier at all, and never in my life has a movie made me shed a tear. One day, I'll tell the story of how I laughed through the ending of The Best Man Holiday while the whole room boohooed. This was different. We had a few moments until I had to take her to the airport, and Tamil asked me, what's wrong? I looked my new girlfriend in the eye and said, you're going to leave me one day. 
I knew Sydney was going to be left-handed. I used to tell her mother, I think it would be cool to have a left-handed kid. Almost every lefty I know was very creative because the world literally was not made for them. The mother of my child appreciated my reasoning, but opposed. I first noticed it when Sydney was a toddler and she slammed the refrigerator door with her left hand. When Tamil was diagnosed with cancer, I had a flash in my mind, a picture of a day in which I'd have to look my little girl in the eye and say, one day, it's just gonna be me and you, kid. I got you. It happened a month later in the operation waiting room at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Sometimes I receive whatever these frequencies are for large and small reasons. I have prayed for traveling mercies for friends and their plane get delayed for some engine work. Lifelong friendships have begun because when whomever and I were introduced, I thought to myself, I have a good feeling about this person. Phone calls and visits I've made on a whim turned into impeccable timing for whatever the circumstance. It's hard listening to this voice which speaks in the form of a whispered thought or a wry joke I've made to humor myself. Often, the wisp of a wind has a butterfly effect on my current state of being and brings to the surface some shit I really wish stayed in the annals of my mind. Self-crippling doubt, hurt, anger, recognition of behavioral patterns, stare-downs with my childhood insecurity of feeling misunderstood, and a whole bunch of other shit. But when the damage has been done and the wreckage has been cleaned up, said wreckage serves as resources to build new foundations and warehouses for these compartmentalized thoughts and feelings. To be honest, I'm unsure why I'm writing these words. I sat down on my laptop and planned to write a completely different essay. But somehow, I got a hunch to write these words down. And I did. As scary as it may feel, often the start to answering life's questions requires a look in the mirror. Until next time, be blessed. Read it because I wrote it. It's written, directed, produced, edited by me. Music, that's by me too.